Hello, everyone. It's Tuesday, March the 1st. Welcome back to the Extra Point Podcast. My name is Todd Stiles. Glad you've joined us. I'm one of the pastors at First Family Church. And like we say every week, the Extra Point Podcast is just a few minutes designed to help bring some extra insight or additional application or observation to the text that we looked at last week. And today, I want to bring another text to your focus that I think will echo and be a corollary or a companion passage to 1 Peter chapter 1, uh, verses 13 through 16. That's where we landed last Sunday. And of course, the, the overall theme was that God's grace that is to come at the revelation of Jesus Christ, that coupled with the past grace at the cross, um, we're to set our hope fully on this future grace. Um, and that was Peter's exhortation is really what produces the mind change and the action change that we need to live as God's distinct holy people. And so it really highlighted and showcased the, the power of grace in our life and, that's, and, and that that grace that is still to come, that future grace, is really what empowers change. It's what empowers true transformation. Paul would echo this. Paul would state the very same thing in 1 Corinthians 15, and I want to use Paul here for a few moments as an example of that kind of transforming grace uh, as, a, as a picture or a profile of the, the real uh, seedbed of change being the grace of God, which is what we contended for on Sunday. Let me draw your attention to just some uh, corollary verses that say the very same thing, just here in an exemplary fashion, the example being the Apostle Paul. He, in 1 Corinthians 15, talks about the gospel and and its proofs in verses 1 through about 8 or 9. About verse 9, he does give a personal testimony that this is what saved him, and of course, then he was called to preach this. And then he makes this statement, even though I persecuted the church of God. And so he's showing a contrast here, isn't he? That his life's been radically changed. He's actually preaching the gospel and and, um, starting the churches that actually he once persecuted. And here's how that happened. It begins in verse 10. He says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. Interesting, isn't it? Paul there puts all of the credit upon his transformation upon the grace of God. And then he says this, And his grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them. Interesting there, he, he, he credits the grace of God as the seedbed for all of his change, his transformation, but then he, is, he says, I worked harder than any of them. But watch how he now qualifies that. He doesn't claim his effort is how he changed. He's not saying that it was his uh, um, ability per se. He says, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. So Paul does not see a conflict between his actions and his effort, so to speak, because he's not claiming that his effort changed him. He's saying that his effort was sourced and motivated by the grace of God. So in a very real way, Paul here is saying, his effort was responsive. His actions were, um, were in response to what God was doing. His external activity was um, it flowed from the internal activity of God's grace. 
So again, I'll read this to you. He says, on the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. He closes with this, whether then it was I or they, so we preach and so you believed. In that last sentence, his preaching and their believing, he's simply saying that both of those are motivated by, they're sourced by, they're fueled by the grace of God. It's God's grace that's at the root of any type of tree that's growing in our life. And yes, as this tree grows, um, there is uh, external or human responses and human activity. We do things without a doubt. We exert energy. Um, There's no denying that. But what sources that is the grace of God. And so when we testify to God's work, when we speak to the transformation that's taken place in our life because of God. We don't speak first of our effort, of our activity. We do not boast or give credit to ourselves. We go right to the root. And that is, according to Paul here, his example, the grace of God. And more specifically, it is what Peter would say. It's the future grace of God. It's the the fact that at the coming, the revelation, the apocalypse of Jesus Christ, the unveiling of our Lord and Savior, there will be a consuming type of of, uh, finishing grace that will wrap up all of salvation's work. And that motivates us, that sources our call to and actions for a holy life. So I trust that this example from 1 Corinthians has been helpful for you to understand more about how grace is the seedbed of all change. It's the uh, footing and the fuel for all of our conduct and our confident hope in Christ. Trust today's been helpful. I look forward to seeing you this weekend and, of course, next, next Tuesday as well on the Extra Point Podcast.